Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. My name is Steven, and this is the Storytime Channel. Just a quick reminder that I do giveaways every single week, so if you're interested and don't know how to enter, just stay tuned until later in the video and I'll tell you exactly how to. That said, we've got some malicious compliance stories, so let's jump right into our first story of the day by LivyKitty2332. You want me to call IT for a non-work important issue during crunch time? Okay. This is currently happening and it's both frustrating and a lesson to those who may be looking to start a company with strict password requirements. So, I work in a company that handles personal financial info. Due to this and the thing we all know is happening, forcing most of us to work from home, my company has become security-focused, bordering on the ridiculous. One of the things that isn't very secure is the fact the password into our computers acts like a type of master password for everything from my email to my job-related websites and functions. I guess they do this to make it easier on IT, but my spine itches when I think about it. Whatever, not my circus. Well, recently, the CEO decided to push a mass password update across all computers, both in office and out. Last week, I was randomly kicked from the system due to this password requirement, and while annoying as it messed up my flow, I just shrugged and plugged in a new password. Everything gets updated to the new password and works perfectly except for the company's business messenger program. This program is only there so those with access to it can message those in the company with work-related, spoiler, it's never work-related, issues or concerns. You know, the very thing your work email can accomplish very well with less than half of the issues. The main reason that my management staff wants us to have it on, but will never admit to it, is because the messenger is set up to automatically kick you into idle status if your computer doesn't sense movement for 5 minutes. Basically, it's a very anal sleep mode function that also keeps time for how long your idle is and announces that time to anyone who scrolls over your name. Normally this isn't a big issue, as even before work from home people would need bathroom breaks or a quick snack. Except currently, my workplace is dealing with a massive wave of new work as the current economic climate is causing everyone and their mothers to suddenly want their financial history spotless and in perfect order. Huge workload equals pressure on management equals suddenly everyone's manager is very anal about your production. It suddenly becomes mandatory to always be logged into the messenger while on the clock. That leads us back to the password change and messenger no longer working. I shoot an email to my manager letting her know my messenger is down so she knows why and I go back to working. I think, whatever, it's not important to my job so they probably won't have me worry until crunch is over. Nope, I get an email back asking me to call our IT number. The problem is, as you can imagine, our IT has been swamped since March as they suddenly had a thousand plus employees suddenly applying to work from home. I got lucky as I'm pretty decent with computers and could do the transfer without them walking me through it, so I was out of the office by early April. And they had been dealing with staffing issues even before it became a hazard for all three of them to be in an office the size of a closet. It's also a problem as they can no longer pop into the elevator to come visit me, 
but it now takes remote logging into my computer, trial and error, then seeing what sticks. As an example, last time I called them, it was due to my mic not working on the program they wanted us to use to train new hires. In the past, this would have maybe been a 20 minute fix. Now, fixing it took over two hours. Cue me frantically emailing manager why I didn't need to do that slash why it was a bad idea and her firing back with, company says it's mandatory to be logged on. Cue me putting it off till today as the response of call IT came late on Friday and I was desperately hoping it would end up being a time will fix it issue. Yes, I know that's stupid, but I was desperate, okay? Cue me getting an email from management a few hours after clocking in, telling me I had to get this issue fixed. Finally, cue malicious compliance. Thank you to those who stuck around. I shrug my shoulders, close down my work, and dial up IT on my phone. I get an answering machine and leave my details, secretly hoping they are too swamped to get to me. They call back an hour later and it goes as follows. We got a message you can't log into, insert messaging program name due to a password issue. Yeah, the password update last week forced me to update my password and I did. Everything else transitioned to the new one fine, except for program. Okay, should be an easy fix, can I get your computer ID number? Ah yeah, see, I'm working from home on a personal laptop so… Hmm, okay, no problem, I'll just need you to… Walks me through the steps to let me remote into my laptop. Cue about 45 minutes of trial and error, trying different passwords and email combos, awkward silences broken by the occasional muffled curse on his end, and him needing to unlock my account every 5 minutes due to security locking my account. Okay, good news is I figured out what happened. Basically, during the forced password update, your messenger used the wrong username and updated with the new password, causing a mix-up that I fixed with a new password. He gives me new password. Okay, sweet. So, bad news? The bad news is as everything is connected, I had to change your password for everything to the new one. And it can take at least an hour for the new password to be recognized and it might not work the first time. Me, silence as it slowly dawns on me. IT sighing. I've already sent a transcript of this to your manager and the floor manager. I suggest trying the new password to see if something's stuck faster. And if it doesn't work, in an hour, call us back. We hung up and I tried the new password and nope, it's not been updated yet and for security reasons, my old one is no longer accepted. I get a call from my manager asking about the email she just got and I give her the quick version. She demands I try the new password. I do, still nothing. She asks again, nothing. She tells me she's going to call IT and hangs up. I get a call from my floor manager, my manager's boss, asking why I haven't worked anything in by now what has been an hour. I explain. She asks if I can come into the office. I tell her that A, I am not comfortable with that and B, even if I was, the password would still not work for my desktop. She tells me she's going to call IT. So far, I haven't gotten a call back and I really hope the IT guy who called me went to lunch to avoid the crap show my managers tried to drag him into. Meanwhile, I get to sit on my thumbs for at least an hour, then go on my legally scheduled lunch and come back with the hope the password took effect. If not, I call IT again and hope they answer. The best part, I'm still getting paid as I cannot clock out and they can't require me to make up lost production as it's been documented my manager requested me to do this. Not the first time something like this has happened and I've learned to document everything.
Moral of the story to those looking to run a company, don't have stupid security methods that tie everything into one password. It's definitely online security 101 to have a different password for pretty much everything. So let me ask you guys, do you have a bad habit of tending to repeat passwords or are you rigid and make sure that every single account has a different password? Let me know your thoughts in the comments down below. This next story is also by LivyKitty2332. All questions go to you even though you're new? Okay. I posted about a recent malicious compliance and it made me think of a past one at my job that went over my head. As normally, I try to be a people pleaser. That being said, I also respect knowledge over seniority, so looking back, what I did fits my attitude. I've worked for the same financial company for a few years. I enjoy it, I'm good at it, and the company reflects this fact by allowing me extra privileges such as training new hires, cross-training new areas, and recently a promotion, so I got more pay for my knowledge. Unfortunately, knowing your job can come with some drawbacks, and mine came in the form of leaving my high-production, no-nonsense team for a newly formed team mostly made of new hires, including a brand new manager whom we'll call Barbie, cause she's bright blonde and a bit of an airhead. When I got the news, I wasn't thrilled as I enjoyed my team, but I knew there wasn't anything I could do. I was even less thrilled when I found out Barbie had only been a manager once before this current job, was barely five years older than I was, I was 26 at the time, and had never worked financial before. I still have no idea how she got this job beyond she either A, let them underpay her, or B, lied about her qualifications. My first private sit-down with her was her basically telling me how nervous she was and how much she was going to be looking for me for help. Okay, whatever, I don't mind helping as it makes me feel good. Well, helping quickly turned into teach the new people and me. Every time I got an email for help, I'd get up and go to their desk to look over the issue at hand. 9 out of 10 times, if I looked behind me, I'd find Barbie there next to me watching and listening as I explained the answer to the question. I'd ask the rep if they understood and would have to answer their and her questions before going back to my own job. Apparently, other senior reps dealt with this as well as a few of them started making jokes when Barbie was at lunch. A few managers threw barbs in as well as anytime a rep asked Barbie a question, she would run off to find another manager for the answer. Which I understand for the harder questions, but she did this for everything. Even questions about the most basic task of our jobs. Fast forward a few months and by now, none of the senior reps really liked her. She had chased away our team lead because the lead would constantly be getting questions or interrupted while doing side projects, so Barbie could annoy her with questions or about a case review that couldn't wait. It got to the point that the team lead moved her workstation to another area just to avoid Barbie and told her straight up to buzz off, only less PG as my old team lead had an attitude. Well, I guess Barbie suddenly decides that she's going to pull the I'm the manager card because we get an email saying all questions, reviews, system errors, etc. need to go to her and her alone. Okay, I and a few seniors shoot back some concerns. What about when you're at lunch? The rep can notate the account as pending review and move on. What about if you're in a meeting or with another rep? See above answer. What if we get a question from a rep? Forward them to me, do not answer their questions. I'm the manager and I have more knowledge than you. Q, oh it's on, witch, and the malicious compliance. 
Each time a rep sends me a question, I forward it to Barbie and CC the original rep. Each time I even slightly question something on an account, it's sent to Barbie and marked pending review. If a rep made a simple mistake that took a minute tops to fix, it went to Barbie. To top it all off, Barbie is awful at reading her emails. It got to the point reps were coming to me and others saying they had accounts stuck in their workload for days as they never heard back from Barbie. During all this, we finally got a new team lead who was and is one of the best workers on our floor. She's barely older than me, but I'd respect her far more as a manager than Barbie. Barbie moved team lead, so she was sitting next to Barbie's station, which I thought was dumb, as you should move those with more knowledge closer to the newer hire so they can be of more help. Turns out that's what Barbie did. Kinda. Barbie was still having people send her questions or accounts to review. Only now, she was then peeking over her divider wall to ask team lead for the answer, then would email the answer back as if it was her own. I was between the middle of my team's desk spine but close enough to hear everything. During this, people, me included, were still sending her accounts we didn't want to work or had questions about. Some of the newer people would even send the last of their workload for the day as they knew leaving without finishing was frowned upon. But sending them for reassignment was okay. It got to the point that not only were new hires not getting the knowledge they needed, but the team's production was trash as accounts would end up in limbo until they got reassigned. Team members with seniority were jumping ship as fast as they could and I was eyeing a position on my old team when it finally happens. I come in one day and discover my team has been fully dissolved. The good news is I and team lead, after dealing with Barbie's crap for months, got better team assignments so we're doing fine. The bad news is Barbie wasn't fired. Instead, she was given a new team as she somehow managed to convince HR the reason production was so low was because the team was 75% new hires who worked slow. Before things went to heck in a handbasket, I asked a friend on Barbie's new team how it was. Apparently, Barbie tried to throw her weight around again but got shut down as she was well known to be clueless. Anyone with a question would reach out to another team member or another manager, but they still threw accounts at Barbie, as now any that she got, she had to work. Listen, Barbie is really good at her job, her job literally being convincing the people above her that she's a qualified employee, that she's capable of even doing any of this stuff. She must be extremely convincing to them for some reason, somehow. Everybody below her sees right through her, but everybody above her seems to love them for some reason. This next story is by Teals. You want my dad to cut his hair? He'll comply. So, as per the title, not my story, but one of my dad's. When he was a teenager, he was attending a Catholic school in Bogota. Being the 70s and him being a young hippie, he had very long hair and the school board let it slide for two years without bothering him about it. But along came the new principal and alas, he was having none of it. At first, he tried to talk my father into cutting it, using arguments like the lack of interest girls would have in a hairy and bit messy lad or the fact that Jesus liked his children to be neat. But my father didn't oblige. So very soon, the principal started to talk about expulsion no clear school rules about it, and how my father was going to end up in heck with that rebellious attitude. At first, my dad played it humble, not saying a word other than yes, and of course, every time he would run into that guy, doing every punishment and detention with a sweet smile. 
eyes to the ground, gentle voice, and always agreeing to the principal's almost daily rants. So one day, after weeks of that dance, the principal finally thinks of asking my dad why in the name of God won't he cut his hair. And here, the genius answers that the name of God is exactly that. Because he loves Jesus so much and wants to honor his faith, he keeps his hair long the same way the Lord did. Catholic school, remember? That little rat was, and still is, a ferocious atheist. So here we are. The principal seems to be defeated and my dad is gloating. Is that even a word? If not, blame Google. Three weeks goes by. Until one day, new school policy, all the boys should have hair at max 5 centimeters long or not be allowed in. And guess what? At the gates was the heckish principal, with a smirk on his face, waiting for my dad. He wins. Or does he? Here comes the malicious compliance. Since the new rule stated a maximum length but no minimum, my father decided to go with a full Yul Brenner. Not a single hair left on that cocoa head of his. Bald as an eagle. And to add more outrage to the insult, he made that skull shine like a disco ball. Oils are the secret. Anyway, to the next morning. Again, the principal is at the gates, waiting for my dad. The one sees the other, but the bright smile on my father's lips and the suspicious hat on his head seems to alarm the principal. Whom asked to have that thing be removed? And here, with the glorious sunshine of the Colombian morning reflecting light all over his skull, appears my dad, bald, shiny head. An important information I forgot, the principal was also bald like a rock, just not by choice. The redness appearing slowly on the principal's face, promptly followed by a defeated look on his eyes, still makes my father giggle like a child more than 50 years later. That was an absolutely great story and a perfect example of malicious compliance. And the extra touch polishing the bald head, that's pretty good. Make that puppy shine when you gotta reveal that bad boy. So quickly now, I want to explain just how to enter the giveaway. All you need to do is leave a comment on this video relevant to something you saw or heard or liked in any story in that video. That's it, you're entered, but it applies to every single video we upload this week. So to get the best odds at winning the $30 Amazon gift card giveaway, you'll want to leave a comment relating to any of those videos all week long. On Sunday, after the last video has gone out, I'll pick one comment at random and let you know on the following Monday who has won and then it starts all over again. So make sure you leave a relevant comment on this video and additionally every video I upload this week for the absolute best chance to win. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and give the videos a like too because it helps more than you could imagine. That being said, our final story of the day is by MPX73. Oh, I'll fill your donut, lady. Backtrack to 1987. Times were good, jobs were plentiful, and little 14-year-old me walked into a job as a bakery assistant. Even the 4.30 a.m. starts didn't put me off. I rolled in every Saturday morning and worked like a trooper. About two months in, someone complained about their donut not having enough jam in. I wasn't responsible for this, but the lady was having none of it and demanded a new one. Full this time, not like the last one. Well, okay then. In the back of the bakery was the donut filling machine. It was like a jam vat with a spike and a pump handle. I took an already filled donut and put three more pumps in. It was quite round. Another pump and it was looking pretty much fit to burst. Back at the counter, the lady was looking impatient. 
So I hurriedly placed the weaponized donut in a box, gave it to her, apologized, and off she went. The car park was visible from the shop. She made it back there before opening the white box and taking out the sugary goodness she'd asked for. I saw her bite it and recoil in absolute horror as the donut exploded all over her blouse. I laughed my head off. The shop owner found it less funny but realized the irony of it. For a moment, I thought she was going to come in and complain, but she obviously realized she'd gotten exactly what she asked for. She never complained again, but I was also never ever trusted with a donut filling machine again either. I mean, to be fair, it was what they asked for. Even though they made a huge mess all over their blouse, that could have been easily, in their eyes, their own fault for not being careful eating the donut, right? Definitely don't think OP is in the fault here. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today, so if you enjoyed the stories today, please consider giving the video a like, and if you haven't, subscribe and turn notifications on so you'll never miss an upcoming video. And if you had a favorite story of the day, let me know which one and why in the comments down below. But no matter what you did, whether it was liking, commenting, subscribing, whatever you did, thank you all so very much for supporting me right here on the Storytime channel. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and as always, I'll be back tomorrow with more Reddit stories right here on the Storytime channel. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.